Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debates, with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your happiest, healthiest life. I am Sam. And I am Emily. And we are your hosts. She's, she's like your oldest daughter. She's not interested. <clears throat> right. Oh, and she's back again. What do you want, Peppa? Look, Luna's being very chilled. And, you know, Peps. on her own here. Can you see Luna on my lap? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just like chilling. She's fine. Um, okay. This is possibly going to be our most disruptive <laughs> podcast today. We have the children gone. But the dogs are very much here. Luckily, I've locked the cat upstairs, so there won't be any fights. Otherwise, there would be fights. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realise you had a cat as well. Yeah. Getting the dogs. She's got the evil cat, the one that like wants to kill anything that moves. Is that the one you had on your Instagram stories? The cat was that was sat out the door. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was just a random cat on the street. <laughs> no. no, that is Vinny, the the undead cat the that never dies. <laughs> then he just struts out in front of traffic and is like, well, you can wait for me because I'm comfortable. Oh <laughs> it's like, you know, when people hit badgers in their cars and the cars end up worse off than the badgers. That's what it'd be like if you had ever hit Vinny, I reckon. <laughs> Made of steel. <laughs> yeah. Somehow fly in through the window and just rip your face off. Yeah, <laughs> tribe hi hello so this could be a really confusing podcast this week um because our guest is actually my sister my older sister kate carr and we aren't just scraping the barrel this week don't worry (laughs) (laughs) how rude (laughs) but we we brought you on for a good reason we are interviewing Kate because she has actually decided to take part in the Cotswold Way Challenge. Um, it is, are you doing the full challenge? So it's the full challenge, yeah. What is it, 100 kilometres? 100 kilometres non-stop. Walking. Walking. Oh, wow, that's really far. I didn't yeah. realise that was as far as that. <laughs> it's far. So that's what, like 62 miles? 62.2 miles. Yeah. So it's like a double marathon length, is that yeah. right? It's more than, more than double, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's lots of options, but we've opted for the hardest option, which is just straight through. So we start at 8 a.m. on the Saturday, walk all day, and then walk all night, and then walk all morning. <laughs> and then hopefully we'll finish mm, lunchtime Sunday, maybe early afternoon. Depends on how... Our pace is... Wow. So how long is that? About 30 hours? 30 hours-ish. Yeah, we've got... I think the cutoff is about 38 hours. So after that, it doesn't count, which would be mortifying. Oh, God, that'd be so annoying. You imagine (laughs) just crossing over two minutes after and I'm going, nah, sorry, it doesn't count. So, um, yeah, but 
there are other options. So there's a 50K, um, there's a 75, and then there's also the option of camping overnight. So doing the 100, but camping in the middle. So getting some sleep. Get some sleep, yeah. But we decided, yeah, we wouldn't bother with that. You need Just to go for it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So how many of you are doing it? There's three of us from work doing it. Um, why? Why are you crazy? Why are you so crazy? <laughs> well, it came about basically because I was avoiding having to run. Right. So every year our work do a challenge for charity, a physical challenge for charity. So in the past, they've done things like the mud run, um, which I didn't do. Um, we did an Everest challenge, which was walking the equivalent height of Everest, um, but on the Malvern Hills. So we all had to just keep going up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. Oh, at the same the part? Yeah, the same part over yeah. and over and over again um, <laughs> until we hit. And it was a team challenge. So there were, I think there were probably eight of us. And I think it worked out as something like we had to do about 10 or 11 ascents and descents each. But okay. some of us some of us didn't make our quota because there were injuries and all sorts. So I ended up doing 15. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> but it was fine. I thought that I'd really struggle with that one because I just thought the monotony would be a killer. Yeah. I just thought I can't get my head around going up the same path repeatedly but actually when it came to it I just gritted my teeth and just wanted to get it done so yeah I would speed up and then run down and then speed up again try and get it done so it was fine it was hard and it was very windy but it was it was really good it was a good challenge so they've done that in the past um done the Cheltenham challenge which is a run around Cheltenham um trying to think what other challenges there have been but lots of sort of running type challenges really and it's not something that is of interest to me at all I can't bear running maybe it runs in the family yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, our middle sister is yeah. a good little runner um she's a weirdo but <laughs> definitely adopted <laughs> <laughs> they're not odd yeah so this one that you're doing is a walk? This one I'm doing is a walk, yeah. yeah. So I decided because last year I didn't do the challenge that I would probably not get away with avoiding this year's. <laughs> so because I'm a bit of a control freak, I thought I'll look at the challenges and I'll see if I can find something, that a walking one. Because yeah. I'd got a dog last year and fallen in love with walking. And the dog. And the dog surprisingly and um so I just thought a walking challenge would be cool basically so I just yeah. found the hardest walking challenge locally that I could and here that we sounds, are. sounds fun I would like to do something like that oh don't get any Sam <laughs> you've already made me sign up for a mud run this year that's, that's your quota I know but maybe next year this could be our thing I think that starting with a 50 would be a more sensible idea 50k um, how much so is that that's a because I done I done the moonwalking I think about 30 well, miles like 26 miles it was and that was 
Good. It's about 30 miles, the 50. Yeah. So that's a good day's walking. Yeah. Really. And there are, I think there's nine challenges in the series. So they're called ultra marathons. Mm-hmm. And some people do run it. There are runners that do this. Okay. Which is bonkers. Wow. Um, I can't fathom it. But um, there are, yeah, I think there's about nine different ones across the country. So there are, there's one on the Isle of Wight, which you just go all the way around the edge of the Isle of Wight. And I think that's the longest one, actually. That sounds um, fun. I think that's 103 kilometers. Um, there's one in the Peak District. There's one, I think there's a London one. Um, there's the Jurassic Coast, which I'm not sure where that is, actually. I've got no idea. it's somewhere near the coast. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> Your dog is getting on my nerves. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Shall I go and just quickly let her out? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so there's lots of different ones to do. And obviously the Cotswold Way is close to where I live. Um, so is that just through the hills and scenery? and? Yes. Places? So you start in Bath, actually. Um, the Cotswold Way is an 100-mile stretch of footpath that runs from Bath to Cheltenham, or actually mm-hmm. to Chipping Camden um, in the Cotswolds. And it goes all the way over the hills. So it's it's very up and down. And I think, I don't know which one's the, the hardest terrain, but I think this might be a, might be one of the hardest out of the series. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Um, and so they use, well, obviously 60 miles worth of the Cotswold Way for this this challenge so there is another 40 miles that you obviously can do in your own time which actually I am doing in my own time because it'd be nice to have done the whole lot by the time we finish in June yeah so um my lovely friend Izzy um is she came up with the idea that we'd walk the remaining 40 miles of the Cotswold Way as part of my training um so and she's doing that with me so it's really nice so we started in Chipping Camden to Broadway a couple of weeks ago and then we're doing the next section from Broadway to I don't think we've decided where actually um but we're going to do that in a couple of weeks time so hopefully when I get to do the challenge in June I'll have completed those 40 miles yeah and then I can say I've done the whole lot yeah that'd be really nice how how much are you training for it how many miles do you walk so I am um, averaging about between 50 to 60 miles a week um it does vary but that's on average about right I think I do it's quite handy because I do walk home from work quite a lot and sometimes to work and that's a couple of miles so and then I do the school run and then I walk the dogs so there's lots of walking and lots of miles to get in easily so I do um sort of shorter walks Monday to Thursday to and from work the dogs blah 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 and then I do sort of training walks on the weekend so on a Friday Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. and it's ideal to try and do sort of big mileage back to back just so that your body gets used to continually walking and not really having the rest yeah so, um I'm sort of increasing the longest distance I'm walking um, as well as walking two days or three days in a row. Um, but it varies. So like last weekend, I think I did 
about eight miles on Friday, which was a very quite a, well, a small walk for me now. And then I did 19, just over 19 miles on Saturday, which wow. was the furthest I walked so far. Because um, eventually I would like to have done, I'd like to do a 30 mile walk in one day. So at some point I will do that um, over the next few weeks. And then there's one weekend where I'm going to try and do the full 60 miles over oh, really? days so that I have effectively done it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and actually that weekend is now looking quite bonkers because I'm doing a fundraiser on the Friday where um, we're doing a coffee morning and I am going to be walking on a treadmill the entire seven hours of the <laughs> coffee morning whilst people take in through the mail. Um, and then that night I've scheduled in a night walk my first night walk okay. um, with my two colleagues. So um, we'll probably end up doing at least 10 miles, maybe more um, that night, quite late, obviously. And then the following day, I think, is one of my very big walks, sort of 25-mile walks. So yeah, weekend will be a real test and actually really good training um to see how my body handles it but yeah it's good <laughs> like I'm I'm really I am still really enjoying the training I'm really enjoying going out for walks I haven't got to the point where I don't want to do it yeah so that's quite promising I have a question what do you do about toilets when you're on the big walk well <laughs> are there toilets along the way or do you have to just um, on the on the actual event, Paula Radcliffe. Yeah, <laughs> on the actual event, there will be stops because it's an organised thing. So there's yeah. stops. I think at roughly every ten to fifteen kilometres, there's a okay. stop. Um, so there'll be toilets, medics, food. I'm hoping a lot of food. Um, <laughs> just a little rest stops, basically fluids. Oh yeah. So I think the actual walk itself will be almost nicer because you have to think about finding a toilet or finding somewhere to fill up a bottle or <laughs> yeah all that sort of thing um but on the long walks that I've been doing so far there's been a few alfresco wheeze because <laughs> <laughs> when you gotta go you gotta go yeah <laughs> yeah so um occasionally I'll stop somewhere I think when I did quite a decent walk with my mum um, and stepdad, we went to a pub on the way um, for a quick drink. Of course, of course. <laughs> quick drink, um, filled up our water bottles and we went to the toilet there. Yeah. Um, but the 19 miles I did last weekend, I don't think I, I don't think I went. It's been bursting by the time you got home. I mean, I wasn't, because I was using up so much liquid yeah exercising yeah I don't think I, I don't think I needed to be and obviously you know <laughs> the other so I think um yeah when I do the 25 mile and 30 mile walks I will have to schedule in somewhere to stop because also yeah. filling up your water bottle is quite important mm -hmm. and actually I because I tend to go out over the hills and I try and go away from towns and stuff um 
it is actually a bit more tricky to find somewhere to fill up. So yeah. um, I will have to plan it out a bit better or make sure that people are going to come and meet me along the way, which is really nice because it's quite nice to have a friendly face to meet yeah, up with along the way. Cool. Yeah, it's really motivational, actually, even if it's just somebody. I think a couple of weeks ago, my dad um, and stepmom met me and just brought me a little flask and poured me a little cup of tea and gave me a little fairy cake. Aww. And I just sat in the back of their car for 10 minutes and had a little pick me up. And it yeah. just makes such a big difference. Because um, yeah, obviously it's, it is ours we're talking. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I think the longest in hours I've walked so far was about seven hours. Um, and being alone for that long length of time and just yeah. keep going is quite, yeah, it's quite tiring and quite lonely. So it's yeah, nice. Like mentally challenging as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, actually they say that it's more of a mental challenge than a physical one. Mm-hmm. When it comes to it, it's yeah. mind over matter, really. You know, obviously, if you haven't trained, then your body might not physically make it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's if you have trained, it's more the mental side. And I'm imagining that it's when it gets dark and you're it, between the hours of sort of, I don't know, three yeah might be the hardest yeah that's what I when I done the moonwalk because that's overnight that starts at 12 at night and then at the start probably the first like two to three hours was quite good because it's going around dead in Town, so there would be people who were out because it was a Saturday night so people who were out and they were cheering you on down the streets and so that was quite motivational that you've got these people cheering you on. But then as like the night kind of dragged on and there was nobody around, you're like, okay, <laughs> still got so far to go. Mm. So it kind of got that kind of mental challenge part there. Mm. I think also, did you sleep before you did it or did you stay up? I don't think I did. It was when I was 18, so it was a long time ago. Um, but oh, I don't think so. I think I maybe, I think I maybe like had a long lie in the morning, and then because you go, um, you go to the actual event probably around seven or eight, and then you've got a few hours in the tent and stuff. Mm. Um, so I don't think it did. Mm. I can't remember. Did you feel nauseous? No, I don't think so. Because that's the, the one of the sort of um, side effects of walking and exercising in the night yeah you can get quite nauseous and disorientated quite dizzy apparently I don't remember feeling like that Mm. again it was a long time ago Mm. (laughs) when we were talking to Sophie um in our interview last week we well no not a couple of weeks ago she was talking about how you know her her mental attitude and her kind of positivity is one of the key factors of the success she's had and um she couldn't believe that you were doing this with two kids two dogs husband <laughs> and a job she was like and a cat and a, and, and a, and a <laughs> yeah she called you superwoman um but I think as well like you've really you've carved out time for it and you've put it as a priority and I think with fitness a lot of the time people will not find excuses but they'll put other things first like Mm. how hard have you found it to make it a priority 
Um, I am quite stubborn. And if I decide I'm going to do something, I tend to want to do it properly, um, whatever it might be. So I, once I decided that this is what I was going to do, I wanted to be able to do it the best that I could, which meant training, essentially. Um, And yeah, just... I mean, it's been quite a gradual change in that in lifestyle in that I didn't used to walk very much at all. Um, I mean, we are lucky that our children go to school just down the road. So it's about it's about a seven minute walk um, to school. And we've always walked to and from school. Um, and I have walked and sort of walked to the bus to get to, to work and then walk from the bus to work um, or short little walks really but I am still walking and we've only got one car at the moment we've only had one car for a while so if I want to do something and my husband's in out, out of work in the car um, I will have to walk and so sort of I I wasn't I haven't gone from not walking at all ever but very small amounts of walking and then once we got a dog I which you can now hear in the background it's very annoying (laughs) um uh I began to just love walking we've got some really nice walks right close to us we're right we're back onto the race course here and so there's beautiful walks around around there that we just didn't know were there. I mean, we've lived here for almost 11 years. And for 10 of those years, we had no idea that we had gorgeous walks, just two minutes of the road. Ridiculous. And I'd never really explored Cleve Hill either. And I'm in Prestbury, which is at the foot of Cleve Hill. And we used to live on Cleve Hill. And we used to live on Cleve Hill. I mean, I, there's little <laughs> bits of the hill I have been to, um, but it wasn't somewhere that, We've been a lot, which just seems crazy now. Um, but yeah, so obviously the dog needed walking and I started walking and listening to podcasts and music while I was walking and just found that I began to really, really enjoy being out in the fresh air and and walking, which was a bit odd, to be honest, because I'm quite lazy, <laughs> I, I think. I really like my sofa and being warm. I suffer like Emily does with mm. feeling cold all the time. Um, yeah, so I, once we decided that we were going to do the walking challenge, I just sort of came up with a rough plan of what I would do. Started walking from home from work every day. Um, there was a bit of a change in my in the bus, the local bus here. Um, so the timetable didn't match my working schedule anymore anyway. So that sort of forced me to walk home from work every day, which is about, it's about two miles. Um, and yeah, I just sort of prioritized it really, I suppose. And decided, yeah, if I'm going to do it, I need to be in the best shape I can be to manage it. So, yeah. Do you think you'll keep doing lots of walking when you're when you finish the challenge? I am sure that I will continue to do walking. Um, I don't yet know how much walking, but you know we've got an, we've, we've since had a, another dog, 
um, that's curled up with Emily at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll, you know, they'll continue to need walking. And I really love going out and finding all the new footpaths that I didn't know existed. Um, there's so, so many just all around you. So it's really nice going off and exploring new places and finding new walks and new views. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether I'll end up doing another challenge in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I might, I might do. It just depends. I mean, yeah. I have loved doing this one. I've loved the training and everything, but I have had to readjust priorities um which has been fine I haven't minded doing that because I know it's only temporary but I don't think that I would want to do one straight afterwards because I sort of feel like I need to give my family and my house a little bit more attention (laughs) really (laughs) and you're doing it for a charity aren't you yes I'm doing it for the Sioux Rider Lecampton Court Hospice which is the only hospice in Cheltenham um, providing um, daycare and um, residential care for people either who are very very poorly um, or coming to the end of their lives um, and it's completely free to the people that visit and have to be there um, but they have to raise oh it's something phenomenal it's a crazy amount of money that I wish I'd got written down in front of me it's a couple of million, 2.6, something like that. Every year they have to, might be even more than that, they have to um, raise in order to keep the hospice going because that's how much it costs every year. Yeah. Um, so they get, they do get a national lottery grant, I believe, um, which covers, I think, just over a million. And I, I don't know why I've got 2.6 in my head, but I think that, it's a fair old amount that they have to find every year. So um, it's just a really great cause. I've been up there a couple of times. My father-in-law sadly passed away there a couple of years ago. Um, But it is such a beautiful hospice in a beautiful setting and such a lovely place to be if, you know, if, if you're, if I was to be seeing out my days and I wasn't able to be in my house, um it would be the next best place really it's sitting on the top of a hill it's a gorgeous old house lovely views the staff there are incredible um and yeah they just totally deserve it really I've been up there with uh, the choir as well because I sing in a choir and we've sung um sung there for the residents at Christmas a couple of times which has been really nice um and actually my youngest daughter sang there Christmas just gone for Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah. So um, there were lots of excited selfies. There were, yeah. Very <laughs> exciting. Because he's the um, patron there. Okay, okay. So he tends to come once a year um, around Christmas and visit. So she got picked as one of the children in her year um, to go and sing. Sing for him. So that was really nice. Yeah, so it's just a really special place and a really great cause. So yeah, that's what I'm fundraising for. Do you have time. like a fund me page for it? Yes. Pop yeah. up in the show notes. Yeah, I do. What's your target? 
Um, so originally, um, you have to raise a set amount um, of five nine five um, to. That's just the sort of minimum that they set as the the challenge organisers set, which I have raised. So I've gone past that now. So that was my original target. I then changed it to eight hundred, um, and I'm really close to eight hundred. Um, but I would ideally like to hit a thousand, really. Yeah, that would be my. That would be great if I could get a thousand. So once I hit eight hundred, I'll probably bump up to a thousand. But I am doing um, this this fundraiser in May. This coffee morning, coffee morning and walking crazy thing. So hopefully we'll raise a bit of money um, at that. And also my, um, I've got a family member who has asked she's having an afternoon tea sort of birthday and she said she doesn't want presents she'd like people to donate to my fundraising so so I think I'm quite confident I will hit a thousand but um yeah that'll be good awesome we'll make sure we put a a link on our on our show notes so if you even if you can donate just like a pound two pounds Mm. it'll be really really amazing because as Kate said it's like it's such a special charity and it's you know being able to support something that helps support other people going through you know awful periods of their lives or the end of their lives is just really important mm. totally you have to carry your boots with you no there are stops where people can come and spectate we'll bring slash bring me food emily are you going to take our foods nah <clears throat> yeah probably <laughs> yeah okay. depends of- what day i might be busy Loads of people already are busy. Um, but yeah, I've bought, I've got a pair of boots that I bought because my other pair fell apart and they've caused me problems. Um, and it's been, there was one point where I wore them to work and I was in so much pain that I thought I can't do the walk anymore. Can't really? do it. Yeah, I can't do it. What am I going to wear? Yeah, just with one pair of boots. Yeah, it was totally demotivating. I can't, it was like utter despair over a pair of boots, honestly. I mean, you have to walk on these things, on these feet things. You have to walk on them. On these appendages. Yeah. So if you can't, if if they're hurting, I mean, that's the number one reason people fail. Yeah. And then they cannot walk in them anymore. Can you, are you going to take blister plasters with you? Yeah, so it's all about blister prevention, really. I saw yeah. a podiatrist um, who also did mechanical analysis. So she worked out what sort of shoe would suit me, like looked at my gait. Um, why is that funny? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure why it's funny. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's fine carry on um, and yeah so she she was really good and she sort of looked at my feet and felt the joints and because I'm I've got uh, hypermobility mm-hmm. so that sort of means I'm more prone to injuries and stuff so then um she gave me lots of tips on how to prevent blisters and really like if you can prevent them in the first place, that's the best scenario. 
So yeah. you can tape your feet up. There's special ways of taping your feet up on big walks. I've not actually tried yet, but I have looked into and watched videos of it. I've not done it yet myself. Um, I Vaseline my feet every single day. <laughs> I've been Vaselining them for about, I don't know, since the beginning of the year at least. Slide around the house. Just slide around, yeah. <laughs> because I thought that I'd have to harden my feet. But actually, it's the opposite. You need to keep them soft. Well, it's like you have to Vaseline your nipples when you go on a marathon, otherwise they fall off. Yeah. They? What? They fall you know, off? They bleed. They, they can, can fall bleed. off. Yeah. They can fall off. Yeah. Chafing. They can fall off your yeah. whole nipple. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Honestly, it can. I promise. <laughs> nipples can fall off when you do marathons. This is why I don't run, guys. And then, I mean, there's running and then there's you get put, so. You just take your top off and then your nipples off. <laughs> you get put back on. I mean, I, do they really fall off? I've heard they fall off. I thought they just bleed a lot. And no, hurt. I know they bleed a lot. but I, I Like it's like a plaster and it just peels and falls off. Like, I don't get it. Is it not attached to your skin? Like, how does it fall off? Well, Are you sure? Yeah, but like, surely that would mean just like bits of the skin come away not you're like you're I'm just imagining like a nipple like the whole nipple <laughs> <laughs> it just falls off when you take your top off I think this is a google moment to be honest I, I don't know, know if I want to <laughs> google can your nipples fall off mm. yeah to be honest I'm, I mean I'm hoping that the the, the, the gentleman that I'm walking with um has been advised to Vaseline, Vaseline no the haulage area oh because so that can really get chafed mm. oh yeah because I get like I have big chunky thighs so if I like walk, oh, I thought you were gonna say something else then. <laughs> if I like well it depends what what I'm wearing but like if I'm on holiday and I walk a lot and I'm just in like a dress or something like I get loads of chafing in between my my thighs mm. it's all that sort of stuff really mm. the injuries that you're gonna get are injuries associated with constant movement because you're moving your body for 30 hours without stopping so yeah. like even the smallest niggles can then become you know excruciating <clears throat> yeah really so yeah like footwear I need to have worn in my footwear really well my boots are actually mm-hmm. now I'm getting there with them mm-hmm. um and I th- I think I'll probably wear them at night and then I've got some trail shoes I'm going to wear in the daytime, but I've not actually um, worn them in yet. Partly because I'm actually terrified to, because if they're wrong, then I don't want to wear them outside yet, because once I wear them outside, I can't take them back. Yeah. Um, Just like walk around your house. Yeah, but I, because I've been bitten with my boots, I'm a bit anxious about wearing these other shoes, but I have to because... It's less than 12 weeks away now, so I really mm. need to get them comfy. Yeah, what's the exact date? 29th of June, last weekend in June. 29th of so, June. Yeah. You could have done the Tough Mudder with us. No. A <laughs> <laughs> whole, you've got a whole week. No, I think probably. <laughs> I, it'll be interesting to see uh, how mobile I will be like two days after. Yeah. Because doing 19 miles on Saturday, I was pretty achy on mm-hmm. Sunday. And actually Monday, no, Monday was worse because obviously it always takes a day to catch up, doesn't it? Yeah. 
um because I go I'm need to be going to the gym twice a week as well to do sort of strength stuff mm-hmm. keep more my joints strong and um yeah I was in no way going to be getting to the gym on the Monday so it'll be interesting to see if we can actually even walk yeah I remember after mine because we got home I think it must have been about 10 it took us seven hours 40 sorry six hours 45 so then we got home probably around 10 and I slept till like that night and then I just was up for a couple of hours eight and went slept right through again and that was half your time I'm quite excited about my homecoming meal. We're having steak. We're having, no, actually, we're having basically a Christmas dinner. <laughs> we're having, yeah, on my request, we're having just an epic roast dinner with three different meats and pigs and blankets and Yorkshire puddings and stuffing and gravy. Oh my God. Basically. Are you going to get crackers and wear hats? Nah. <laughs> It's all about the food. I'm quite a foodie. I don't know whether you've noticed. We've probably talked about food about 12 times already. Mm. I love food. Same. So I can eat, and obviously at the moment can eat even more food than normal. Yeah. So, yeah, it's quite good. Congratulations. Thanks very much. (laughs) (laughs) We have a little segment on our podcasts normally and I thought it would be quite funny because we haven't done it for a while to revisit I'm So Over. Okay, cool. So, you have to have a think about what you're so over so it could be, I'm so over having to pick up other people's litter, which mm. I thought would be probably a good yeah, one for you. Yeah, I do pick up a lot of litter in my walks. Um, Disgusting amount of litter. I mean, how much, because we've seen photos um, as in, in the family, and whenever we go on a walk now, you take along like a little pa- a bag with you, don't you? Yeah, I try to, yeah. Yeah, take a bag with me. Uh, one bag is not enough, but. Yeah, it's the start. Never enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of litter. If you're out and about walking, even if you're just walking to catch a bus, take a bag because there'll be litter. Yeah. It's really sad, especially in beautiful places. Like up on Cleve Hill near where there's, you know, people go all the time walking their dogs and stuff. And in all the hedgerows, there's just just so many so many kittens and bottles and yeah all sorts so you can fill bags of rubbish instantly sadly if everybody took a bag that's yours i'm so over then i'm so so over over picking up people's litter yeah (laughs) my i'm so over has got a bit of a story to it which i haven't told either of you but I am so over weird noises in the night. <laughs> what kind of noises? Well, so we've recently moved. And before we got this cat flap, the cats would wake me up every single hour meowing. And I started to become really, really delirious. 
so delirious. I was going to my classes and just being like, where, what, what are we doing? Am I, what am I teaching you today? Oh yeah, Pilates. Okay. But we got a cat flap a couple of nights ago. And on the first night, we, both Alan and I woke up at about two o'clock in the morning and there was this really weird noise. And I kind of half remember registering it, but then I just went straight back to sleep and I didn't think about it until I woke up the next morning and Alan was like, did you hear that noise last night? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, it, I think it was a cat. And I was like, okay. He was like, it was saying my name. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, honestly, I was listening to it for ages. It was going, Alan! <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was like a, re- it was like a really angry, low cat noise. And it was like, Alan. And I was like, well, maybe you were just asleep. Maybe you weren't really thinking. But he was like, no, definitely happened, definitely happened. I was like, right, okay, sure. So we went to bed again the next night, two o'clock in the morning. We both get woken up again. And I made a point to wake myself up properly to try and listen to this noise. Sure enough. somewhere outside it sounded exactly like it was cackling Alan's name I looked over at Alan and he's lying in bed bolt straight with his eyes wide open like properly freaked out because there is some animal around our vicinity that knows his name and is not afraid to shout at him at two o'clock in the morning oh my gosh that's the best thing ever so funny it's really freaking him out no wonder that's freaky you need to record it well that's the thing every time he goes to like he was going to record it the first night because he was so convinced it was saying his name and he knew that I wouldn't believe him but when he went to get his phone it stopped I was like "Hmm." it's watching you it's watching (laughs) but yeah but it's quite funny it reminded me of um we used to live up on um, up on Cleve Hill, as Kate said. Um, we used to have six lambs, and oh. we like got to bottle feed them, and they were just oh, they were literally my favourite animal ever. <clears throat> but my nanny and her now husband came to babysit us one time, and he <laughs> <laughs> he swears to this day that when they went down to see the sheep, they were going. Andy, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> it's just, I think it's a theme. It's appearing slowly. That's so funny. It's like when you hear something that you think sounds like something and then you just can't unhear it and it just sounds like it's saying that when maybe yeah, it like isn't. Song, song lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, there were song, song lyrics recently somebody posted on Instagram I can't remember what song it was but it was so funny because it sounds like it just sounded so silly what they wrote but it's, the song sounded like it was saying that I think it was a dance song there's one wasn't Sam Smith <laughs> what's Sam Smith <laughs> what is it um I don't even like quite the one of the recent songs I don't know I don't have a um the one that the lyric is magic is in the air yeah 
Doesn't sound like magic is in the air. What does it sound like? Sounds like he's holding something My else. dick is in the air. Oh. <laughs> Have a listen. You'll be able to unhear it. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit like um, that blue song. I'm blue. I have tried to convince Alan for ages that it's I'm blue. I'm in need of a guy. If I was green, I would die. I'm in need of a guy. And he was seriously considering whether I was right on the song. <laughs> oh, and um, oh, is it Peter? What's his name? Something K. Peter K. Yeah, he does a whole segment on it. And there was one song and it was like, um, just let me staple the vicar. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, there's quite a few. That could be a fun game. Yeah, that could be a fun game. There's a TLC one as well, isn't there? Is it TLC or um, you can... There was so a, you can do something if he says so, but it sounds like you can stick your nose up his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. There's like a Florence in the Machine song that I keep thinking, what is it called? It's a recent one. Oh, I think it's the one Moderation. And I swear every time I hear it on the radio, I think she's saying, my, uh, she says like some like, moderation and I think she's saying my erection my erection <laughs> or something like that I can't think of the song goes but I swear every time I hear it I'm like that is what she's saying <laughs> brilliant have you got any I'm so over Sam oh, I don't Anything think I do you just you're way too chilled for this segment can I you know, get a bit more angry please listen I had one the last you know you know I think the one that we done the last time was on that live podcast episode we done and then it, it, it never aired so I'm okay. going to say that one because I honestly I'm just like I don't know I'm just not letting anything really bother me right now <laughs> I'm quite chill <laughs> so I'll say this this one because I, I still believe in this so from the lost episode from the lost episode is that when people put photos on Instagram of food like smoothie bowls and things like that and they have frozen fruit in it I just think it's so unrealistic because I don't believe people will eat a frozen raspberry or a frozen blueberry because like who eats a frozen piece of fruit because that's really cold and hard (laughs) and you would get brain freeze (laughs) so yeah it's just not true how do you know they're frozen because you can see the like the ice on them. Yeah. You know, you know where yeah. you can tell like a piece of fruit is frozen because it's like all icy and like got the white bits and it's frozen. Oh. That being said though, have you ever had frozen peas? Have you ever eaten frozen Ooh, peas? Yeah. That's mm. good. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I don't like peas, so that's straight out of the freezer. Mm. Little snack. My kids love frozen peas. Yeah. And really? they're Mm. Not, not yeah. Maybe it's like, a Sullivan thing. Like they just take it changes. They just change texture and everything. Yeah. They? Obviously, they're frozen. So, so would you eat frozen fruit? No. no. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. I just don't get it. Maybe just because I would never eat something frozen. Because I have frozen like grapes, and I guess good. like because I. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about my dogs. So I just don't get why people, I think because I can't eat frozen stuff, like I can't bite into it because I have sensitive teeth. So that just gives me the heebies, like, oh, like biting into something frozen. And it's just remembered me of 
and I'm so over that I actually do have, is that people, i.e. my husband, who can bite into ice cream with their front teeth. Oh, oh. Like, how yeah. is that possible? And he does it in front of me to, to really, because he knows, like, it freaks me out. He can just bite into an ice cream, bite it off, and then eat it in his teeth. Like, I have to, like, <laughs> lick it and suck it, and, like, <laughs> you know, take my time. And he can, like, eat. Like, if he had an ice, like, a, I don't know, like a Magnum or something, for instance, like, he could eat that in under two minutes, easy, probably a minute. Yeah, but that's them. not so like fun. Like, and they're like ten minutes later, so like ha- got half half of one. Like I mean, like because he, he just bites it and eats it, like like it's a chocolate bar. Oh, ice cream should not be eaten that way. No, it shouldn't. It should See? be like with a magnum. Enjoy. You've got to bite every bit of all the chocolate off the edge yes. first. Yes. Then you can enjoy the, the ice, cream. ice cream inside. Yes. He thinks I'm weird for doing that because that's, he just like. Bites it and eats it like that, but I'm like, I have to get all the chocolate and then have yeah. ice cream. That is the way to be a magnum. Yes. He's yeah. a weird one. So I'm so over that. <laughs> frozen stuff. <Yeah. laughs> Anything frozen. There's probably loads of stuff I'm over. I'm over my dog right now. I'm so, I'm so over Pepper right now. Like, she's been quite annoying. It's because she wants to go out for a walk. Never work with kids or. Pepper, or Pepper, yeah. Luna's fine. Yes, she's just <laughs> sleeping on She's people. just sleeping. Snuggly buggling. It's all fine. Okie doke. Okie doke. I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Enjoy your day. You will. Will do. Bye. 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 If you love being part of the tribe, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review And we will be back for you next week for more Tribe Talk.